Hello and welcome to the VIP Fitness Podcast. My name is Victoria and my aim is to help you understand the mechanics of fat loss and maintenance and then to help you implement this understanding with your own fat loss and maintenance journey. I'll provide you with information, hints, tips, tricks and hacks that you can pick and choose from to use in your day-to-day life. If you want more information or you'd like to speak to me about coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you do enjoy what you've heard, I'd appreciate it if you could share, follow, review, rate, all of that good stuff that podcasts ask you to do. Thank you for your time. Hello and welcome back to the VIP Fitness Podcast. Today I'm coming to you pre-recorded from a hotel room in Livingston. So hopefully we won't have any of the train noise from last week's episode. Apologies if that did sound really bad in quality. This week I'm going back to look at ageing and thinking about your old lady body as you get older. So this is Old Lady Body Part 2. And on today's episode, I'm going to look at sarcopenia or muscle wastage and how this can affect your ability to live an independent life as an older person. So on the last episode, talking about your old lady body, I talked about your bones and osteoporosis and how this can affect your aging and your ability to live independently and things that can happen when your bones start to get weaker. And today, looking at your muscles, what can happen when your muscles get weaker? The technical term for it is sarcopenia, but from here on out I'll just refer to it as muscle wastage. So when you get older you may have an elderly relative who you've noticed starts to get a bit smaller, they move around a bit less, they look quite uncomfortable in their movements sometimes and this can be due to muscle wastage. So there's two factors really that play into this. As we get older and things get harder and it's a bit trickier to do things it can become a bit of a vicious circle so going upstairs feels harder so you become less inclined to take the stairs and so the muscles that you would use to get up and down the stairs obviously like your lower body muscles become used less and as they become used less they shrink they become weaker and that makes the next time you want to go up the stairs even harder so it becomes a vicious circle of something feels a little bit hard you do it less and then the next time it becomes harder and again and again and again you get to a point where even taking one step becomes quite a challenge for some people another thing that happens when you get older is that you become less able to use protein effectively so as a 20 year old 30 year old you're eating your protein your body is able to synthesize that protein quite efficiently you can get a good whack of the nutrients and the amino acids and all of that out of that protein that you're eating and use it for your muscles. However, when you start to move into your late 40s, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, the amount of amino acids and the amount of protein that you can use from a serving becomes reduced. So as an older person, getting your protein into your diet is hugely important because you can't use as much of it. You're going to need a higher protein intake as you get older. The scientific way of thinking about it is when you have your muscles in your body, you've got your muscle cells that are growing and then your muscle cells that are being torn down. And generally, for most people, this is in balance. Your muscles are growing and being broken down at roughly the same rate. So you kind of maintain the same level of muscle mass. As you get into older age, 
these processes start to become out of whack. So your hormones that control this, they're not quite in sync. And what happens is your muscle growth slows down, whereas your muscle tear down doesn't. So actually your muscles are breaking down a lot quicker than your body can naturally rebuild them. Some other things that affect this is, like I said before, the sedentary lifestyle, moving less. So as things become difficult, you start to do them less. You start to pick up fewer shopping bags from your car. You start to use the stairs less. If you've got grandchildren and you're getting older, you might find that you're picking them up less and less as they get bigger, but also as you get weaker. So becoming quite sedentary, even things such as walking less can affect this. And then, of course, the less you do it, the less you do it and the more your muscles break down. Another thing is your diet so it could be that the amount of protein you got as a younger person isn't actually enough protein as you get older so you might need to increase the amount of protein in your diet a lot of older ladies sometimes seem to eat less because they're not using as much energy their appetite reduces and the amount of protein that they're taking in can be hit and they're not getting enough protein for their muscles to regenerate themselves and again because their muscles are reducing their metabolic rate goes down a little bit they start to eat a bit less and again this becomes a bit of a vicious cycle of eating less losing muscle and then eating less because of that some other things that can affect muscles and muscle loss and muscle growth is any kind of chronic or long-term illnesses so for example um, copd chronic obstructive pulmonary disease can sometimes affect patient's muscle mass, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, tuberculosis, anything like that can affect a person's muscle mass. Also, incidence of hospitalisation. So if you've got somebody who's elderly and they have to go into hospital for something and they're in a hospital bed for a week or two, they're going to lose muscle mass while they're being immobile in a hospital bed. And then another thing as well is stress, stress, cancer treatment, all of these kind of things can affect an elderly person's muscle mass. Apologies, I just had a text come through. All that seems quite doom and gloom. You're going to get old, you're going to lose your muscles, your bones are going to crumble, you know, it's the end of the world. It sounds quite negative, but there are things that you can do to prevent this. So the big one is resistance training. Now, you're probably absolutely sick and tired of hearing people in the fitness industry telling you you need to lift weights, you need to resistance train. And I'm sorry, but it's just true. You need to lift heavy things in a variety of ways to keep your bones strong, but to keep your muscles strong and even to gain muscle. It's completely untrue that you cannot grow muscle when you get old. Like I said in the previous episode on your old lady body, go check out Train With Joan on Instagram if you want to see somebody who has started resistance training late in life and has made amazing progress with it. It can be done. Yes, it's harder. The later you leave it, the harder it's going to be to start, but you can still start and you can still get great results. And again, you don't need to be doing really, really big scary moves you get yourself a PT to start with and they will start you on the right kind of moves that you need they're not going to have you deadlifting or barbell squatting or doing anything like that it's going to be functional exercises to get your muscles moving again and to get them growing a little bit to help keep you stronger another thing that can be helpful is training your aerobic system to keep your heart and your lungs functioning well if you've got a strong healthy heart it's going to be pumping blood to the muscles which is going to help them as you're trying to grow them so walking it doesn't have 
have to be running, it could be walking, it can be swimming, even things like yoga can help with flexibility and mobility. In Japan, they have what they call the radio exercises. So every morning at about six o'clock in the morning, all of the local um, speakers that they have in the towns and the cities will start blasting out this exercise program. And if you go to Japan, you can go to any public park about six o'clock in the morning and you will see a group of people standing doing group exercises together. And it's nothing particularly taxing. It's a lot of arm circling, hip circling, just getting everything moving, stretching and making sure all the joints stay nice and loose and healthy. From a dietary point of view, you want to make sure you're getting in plenty of protein, more than the current recommended daily amount. For people who are going into the the late 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you want to make sure you're getting at least 1.5 grams of protein to every kilogram of lean muscle mass. So ideally for women, at least 100 grams of protein a day. For men, about 120 grams a day. Making sure you're getting protein with every meal as well, not just your evening meal make sure you're having protein at breakfast at lunch at dinner you're having some snacks with some protein in and this will help your muscles to rebuild themselves and it'll help to balance out that equation where the breakdown and the build is out of whack you can help get that back in line and there's a few supplements that will help and these are really general supplements that will help everybody these are the ones that are recommended by the nhs that really most people should be taking vitamin d there's tentative links between muscle wastage and a vitamin d deficiency Um, omega-3 fatty acids if you don't get a lot of oily fish in your diet taking omega-3 can help with that and then this one isn't one that's recommended by the nhs however there is a lot of studies and data behind it to say that creatine you might have heard people in the fitness industry already talk about creatine but this is especially good for elderly people to help them especially when they're starting out if you're looking to build some muscle back taking creatine along with it can help that taking creatine alone probably won't make a massive difference but if you're looking to do a bit of resistance training and then taking the creatine alongside of that that can be really really beneficial so the bottom line on all of that don't stop moving if you can keep moving keep taking the stairs keep being active keep walking if you already do sport and exercise don't stop just keep doing what you're doing if you don't do anything already maybe look into finding your local gym check out quite a few of them you might find that there's a local gym that really really caters to people who are getting older and they're quite specialized in helping you out get a pt to help you just get started on things using certain machines writing you a basic program that you can do invest in maybe some home weights some things you can do at home make sure you're eating enough protein get your protein in and consider maybe some of those supplements that might help out and say you can then go into your old age independent healthy being able to do all the things you want to do And if you do have any kind of incidents where you end up in hospital and you're bed bound for a little while, make sure that once you come out of that situation, you're getting back on the wagon again with the exercise, with the moving. Try not to let that be a stop to everything and let everything go downhill from there. It's tricky, but it's definitely worth doing. And again, check out Train With Joan. She's inspirational. Thank you very much for your time and attention today. I hope that some of what I've said today has been helpful. If you want any more information on anything I've covered, or if you'd like to speak to me about nutrition and fitness coaching, you can find me on Instagram at VIP Fitness Coaching. Please feel free to drop me a message. I'd be happy to respond to anything you want to talk about. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.